You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 264. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 264. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hello, hello. Ready to talk to the audience today? I am ready to get potty. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Who likes I'm to feeling, potty? Oh, I'm feeling potty. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so much fun stuff. Well, today we're going to talk about a subject that gets a lot of traction in the personal development space, and I think it needs a little bit of clarification, and that is about what self-care really, really means. Mm, okay. I think that it's got kind of this connotation in the in the PD field, personal development field, PD. where we all think that it is, or many people have thought that what we're referring to is a bunch of relaxation, a bunch of mani-pedis, bubble baths, like luxurious respite. And that's like r- that quintessential woman in the bathtub with the bubble bath and the glass of wine kind of thing. R- yeah, exactly. Okay. And I've seen a lot of people talk about it in the sense of like, that's not what self-care is. And I would argue that it's a part of what self-care is. I agree with you. There's tons of other components that have to do with caring for yourself. So I broke it down for you this week, and I have an awesome way for you to remember it. And I think it's going to be pretty dope. But before we dig into all of that, we need to pass the mic to you for a minute. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's early. All right, let's do it. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, it's time for a segment we like to call... Cue the intro. Cue intro. Would you rather... All right, so today's would you rather is... Would you rather be a dog with a long stick in its mouth trying to walk through a narrow doorway? (laughs) Or a cat that jumps from a ledge and falls miserably short? You've seen those videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was inspired by YouTube videos. I feel like you were scoping out a bunch of these videos the other day, just dying. I totally was. Oh, my gosh. That's what inspired this. Like cat fails. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think... Okay, I think I would go for the cat. You would? Yeah, because cats almost always land in a really (laughs) agile fashion. That's true. And tend to like shake it off and get back to business a lot faster. I could see that dog doing that same motion for hours <laughs> trying to get through a small doorway or they whatever. Do. They totally do. And just yeah. the angst and the determination of like, no, we can get through here. We and can... not getting it done. Yeah. I yeah. feel like it would take a lot longer. I feel That'd like be very frustrating. A cat would just kind of be like, fuck, that sucks. It'd be over quick too. And on to but the But you might get one. hurt. I might get hurt, and then I would be a real big princess about it. Then you'd be just like a cat. That's right. I'd be like, oh, yeah. take care of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hurt my leg. Mm, pet me, and then I'll swat you. 
Oh, but more, more. Oh, no, but, 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 but. no more. Oh, no but more. then I'll bite you. Oh, but then a little bite. And mm-hmm. then, oh my gosh, this is out of control. <laughs> so what would you choose? Um, I, th- I think I would choose the cat as well. Okay. I was trying to go along the line of, you know, dog people or cat people, but I think it's more along the line of frustration versus falling short of your goal. You know, the frustration of butting your head against a wall and never get anywhere or, you know, falling just short of your goal. That's kind of where I was going with it. All right. All right. Well, we would love to hear from all of you guys what you would rather. We talk about it every single week in the Joy Junkie After Hours Club, which is an additional level of support for all of you. So if you're ever listening to the pod and you're thinking, yeah, but I'm curious about how this would apply in my situation, or you want a little bit more camaraderie or a really great grouping of support, come and hang out. We talk about the latest podcast. I also do additional bonus trainings and sound off on questions that have come up from the audience members or the club members, I guess. Every single Thursday, you can jump in on those too. Tons of extra freebies. But we also talk about what we would rather every single Monday, and it's hilarious. So go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It'll redirect you right over to our Facebook group, and then you can join the, the potty. Join the potty. I think I that's it. what we need to start calling it. Join the potty. <laughs> I, like I love it. Well, before we jump into our content for today, I'm going to talk to you about four specific areas that you can start exercising a little bit more self-care. It's going to be very step-by-step, very easy, and it's likely that it, they are areas of self-care that you've been neglecting or they haven't necessarily been on your radar as an element of your self-care. So we'll dig into exactly what you need to do. But I do have an exciting announcement before we jump in. You do? I do. I have at the time of this recording. So this might have changed by the time this is hitting your ears. Your eardrums. Yeah. I I, I was going to say wavelengths and I'm like, is that right? I don't know. (laughs) I still have two spots, two, that's it, available for my retreat that is happening in Cancun, Mexico in October, the very first week of October. Oh, hell yeah. I am so excited about this. And we're going to be talking about enoughness and worthiness and boundaries and confidence. And it's really designed for people who are still having a hard time reckoning with this idea that I am I'm valuable and I'm worthy of attaining my goals or speaking up for myself or establishing a boundary with a loved one and actually following through. In fact, we're going to talk about boundary remorse where you get all excited and you establish a boundary boundary with somebody and then you start going, oh shit, did I, did I say too much or they're not happy mm. with me? And then you kind of want to go back on it. Okay. How do you get through all of those things? So we're going to be talking about that at length in a gorgeous, gorgeous, incredibly beautiful, safe resort in Cancun, Mexico that is just breathtaking. So personal development in paradise is one of my favorite ways to do personal development. Oh my gosh. All inclusive. All you have to do is fly essentially to Cancun and we will even pick you up from the airport. Everything is included, meals, stay, alcohol, all the materials that you need to hang out with me. So if you want one of those last two spots, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash retreat. If it's still available to purchase, like the actual button is still clickable, that means 
one of those two spots is still available. So please, please, please don't wait. It, this will only be available for about another week before it closes down completely. But I'm pretty sure those two spots are going to get snagged before that even happens. So please don't wait. Thejoyjunkie.com slash retreat. Okay. And then I get to squeeze you in real life and hang out and that'll be a blast. So And you give good hugs too. I do give good hugs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, babe. Let's talk about what self-care really means. Now I came up with a very easy to remember mnemonic device. Ooh, I love them. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. It's (laughs) R-E-S-P. I was like, did your mic cut out? Or what no, it's just R-E-S-P. R-E-S-P. Resp. But, but I think if you think of that song, like, R-E-S-P. And then just stop. Yeah. yeah. E-C-T. Like, no, it, not the E-C-T. No, no, it's yeah. just R E S P. That's You don't need all the et cetera. You don't need the et cetera. You just need the R-E-S-P. <laughs> R-E-S-P. R-E-S-P. Okay, so let's talk about this. Four different major ways to tend to the self-care. R stands for recreational. So this is kind of what we tend to see self-care advertised. And this is sort of the relaxation, the bubble baths, the mani-pedis, the indulgences, the downtime, just time to unplug. Lately for me, I've been coloring a ton and just using that medium to kind of decompress my thoughts and take a load off. Mm-hmm. For those of you who know that you tend to be an overachiever, maybe a recovering perfectionist, the place where we tend to sabotage our self-care is by saying, I don't have time for that. This is where our lazy gremlin comes in. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, if you take any downtime for yourself, then you're just being lazy. You're not going to get anything accomplished. You aren't valuable, essentially, unless you're hustling all the time, unless you're checking off the box all the time. Yeah. For those of you who are in that category, usually any type of time carved out for yourself is really challenging. Now, what I will see are are certain areas we're going to talk about physical as well, but I will see people who they'll carve out a little bit of time specifically for their workout because they're like, I have to stay, I have to stay thin. I have to, you know, that's non-negotiable. Yeah. But if I need to take care of myself from like a relaxation standpoint or get a really healthy amount of sleep or have a vacation or a staycation or just not do anything, that's when the gremlin just rears its ugly head and is like, you're fucking lazy. What are you doing? So that's the place I want you to start looking. Do you have any recharge time, any refill time for your energy? It's incredibly important. And it's not necessarily to say you need three days of just vegging out on a Netflix show if you do great, you know, knock yourself out. But it's about some element of respite in your day, whether it's an hour to unwind after you get home from work, a way to meditate kind of quietly in the morning, allowing your mind to just zone out without voting on it, maybe dicking around on Facebook for a couple of hours, but not six hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but again, sometimes you might need permission. If you've been hustling, hustling, hustling for weeks on end, I know for myself, I tend to have this cycle where if I push, 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 I need like a good week to just come down off of a big project. And I've learned 
to not vote on that, to not go, oh, you, you're, you're going to sacrifice the next big project if you yeah. take rest. Right. Yeah. I think it's really just understanding that that refill, that recharge, and that fuel is going to take you into the next big hustle or Absolutely. the next goal that you want to achieve. Well, little uh, mid mid project sabbatical. And I want to also make a little addendum here. When I'm talking about your recreational self-care, I'm talking about recreation that actually really does fill you up. Hmm. And like reading, maybe a novel. I know for me, sometimes if I'm reading something that is purely entertainment and it's not personal growth or it's not, I'm not studying, you know, NLP or hypnosis or I, I tend to vote on leisure by what I consume kind of in like a podcast medium or an audio mm-hmm, medium. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, if you're gonna if you're gonna consume that, it should be related to your work. Right. So sometimes I have to go, no, it's okay for me to listen to a novel or it's okay for me to learn about something that's not related to my work. That's completely fine. Yeah. But what it is not, it's not an obligation. So I'm not talking about recreation that is The family vacation that you go on with everybody every year in your entire family that you fucking dread and you hate. And it causes you more stress by actually going on that vacation. That is an an area for a boundary. And to Mm -hmm. go, okay, that is not my preferred method of recreation. That is not my way to recharge. So really start to think about those things in your life that – that really do cater to your fun, your play, where you can unwind, that are not obligatory, not obligations. I even find that sometimes this is stuff for me like joining the kickboxing gym. I mean, it was it's definitely part of physical self-care for sure. Sure. But it's something I genuinely look forward to when I've had more of an emotional day or a rough day. I love being able to get get it out there and we play and we have so much fun and we're singing and dancing and I enjoy all the people there. So that's a great opportunity for me to enjoy something that gives me a little bit more of a a refilled feeling and it's not an obligation. It's genuinely for Amy. All right. Yeah. So recreational self-care, downtime, fun, play, dates with yourself, dates with friends just the ability to unplug vacations that you really want to go on. So what I want you to think about is I want you to think of one area where you can start honoring recreational self-care. Okay. Now, this might be mani-pedi. Some people, like, that's a given. They already do that anyway. I'm talking about giving yourself an extra element of play, an extra date with yourself, permission to unwind if you don't usually give yourself that, downtime, booking a vacation you really want, maybe coming on the retreat with me if, if it's been pulling at your at your thought process lately. Like, come hit me up. All right. The second one, R-E, <laughs> R-E-S-P. <laughs> The E stands for environmental self-care. Now, here's what the environmental self-care is all about. This is catering to your well-being by analyzing your environment. Now, that can mean a number of different things. That can be your actual home and residence. That can be the people that you are surrounding yourself with on a day-in and day-out basis. So, for instance... Do you live in a community where you really are always hating the traffic or you hate the weather or you hate the humidity or you 
don't like the landscape, whatever it might be, sometimes our immediate environment where we happen to live, the people that we're around, really influences how we feel about ourselves. So just a little side note to start keeping an eye on all of the things in our world that actually influences how we feel about ourselves. Hmm. So a lot of times if we're in an environment, maybe we live with people, like you live with parents or you have adult children living with you or your partner and you are not getting along very well or you have roommates that you're not getting along very well with. That's an element of your self-care, deciding not necessarily that you need to move immediately or, you know, get a divorce or anything like that, but really that you start looking at, okay, if this environment isn't suitable for me, what steps do I need to take to start rectifying this? Gotcha. What's the first thing that I need to do? Do mm. I need to search for a new tenant? Do I need to really give a lot more concerted thought about if I want to stay in this relationship? Do I need to ask my adult children to move out of the house? Is it catering to how your own well-being is flourishing or not flourishing? depending on where you might live. Other pieces of the of your environment are who you're surrounded by. This can be your best friends. This can be your colleagues. This can be your work partnerships or relationships. This can be your bosses. The people who you hang out the most with. A lot of times it's our work environment, but it could also be your best friends. It could be family. It could be spouses. This oftentimes is the realm of boundary. Like self-care shows up in this realm as boundaries. Like really truly having a footing in what you will and will not accept in your personal environment. So I'm going to link to a boundaries pod if that's you and you know that a lot of what's happening in your household or in your direct community could even be like church relationships or whatever that you're allowing yourself to get walked on or you're not speaking up about Mm -hmm. the things that you need in order to feel happy in those scenarios. Those are the things that might need a little bit of a boundary. So I'm not necessarily saying, again, that you quit the job or you break up with the husband or anything or the wife or whoever. I'm just saying that you start to analyze, are there elements of my environment, work, friendships, any of those things that don't feel good? Mm-hmm. And is there a baby step to start rectifying that? I like that. That's a really good step. And, and I- that's the R-E. That's the E. Yeah. Okay. That's the environment, environmental mm-hmm. piece so of self-care. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be, to watch that. Because I think a lot of times we make up that we don't have a choice. And we do have a choice. A lot of times it's just that the choices are hard. It's hard to stay in a marriage that's unhappy. It's also hard to move on. Yeah. Right? It is hard to have your adult child living at home causing a ruckus and a mess. And it's also really hard to establish a boundary and ask them to leave. So a lot of times what you're actually saying is not that you don't have a choice. It's that you don't like the choices that you have. I know you say that all the time, but it's always good to hear it. Yeah. It's just one of those. And I think that's one of the – I've kind of picked that up as a mantra. Like, "Mm, I do have a choice. I just don't like – the choices that I have, yep. you know, that's, yeah, it's a really good one to kind of recalibrate yourself. Same is true for environmental self-care. I want you to pick one 
baby step where you can start tending to your environmental self-care. So here's what this might look like. If it's something to do with where you live, maybe you start brainstorming a five-year plan to move to a different city or to purchase a home or whatever it might be that's influencing not being super fulfilled in your current environment. Hmm. It might be starting researching additional career fields if your environment at work isn't feeling very healthy, you come home and it's very hard for you to not complain or be pessimistic. It could be that you scale down on a friendship that is not serving you anymore, that is stealing Mm -hmm. your joy. It could be your one baby step in your environmental self-care is to establish a boundary and just say, I'm not able to come through for you. You might have to say no to a friend or a family member. It could be a discussion with a partner of I'm not happy and we need to make some headway in our relationship. Yeah. Any one of those things is a small, tiny baby step. It could even be giving voice to something to a roommate. So I, or even if you're at work and you tend to hang out with a bunch of people who are always complaining about your workload or about the boss or about that stupid person in accounting or whatever, (laughs) That's a great baby step is just to go, I'm going to choose to eat lunch with different people this week, or I'm going to choose to listen to a podcast during my lunch instead of colluding with all of these people. Those can be small environmental self-care steps. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we've got Ari. <laughs> now S. R-E-S-P. Yeah. No. <laughs> so R is recreational self-care. E is environmental self-care. And then S is spiritual. Spiritual self-care. This is where self-talk comes into play. If you are nasty to yourself, if you look in the mirror Mm -hmm. and you're always talking shit, if you're always telling yourself you're not enough, that you're not valuable enough, smart enough, pretty enough, skinny enough, you look in the mirror and you pick apart your thighs and your skin and the lines and your hair's too thin and all of these different things that we say to ourselves over and over again, that is self-malice. That is not self-care. Yeah. So the spiritual element of self-care has to do with everything related to your spirit, related to your soul, related to how you feel. This is where your beliefs come into play. This is one of the things that we unpack in my Deep Down and Dirty program, which you might have heard me talk about. We thought we were going to launch it in July, and it's actually being postponed a little bit, but you'll be hearing more about it. But one of the things that we talk about in there is dismantling all of these old beliefs, like the shit, like I'm not enough, or I don't deserve happiness. We're targeting a lot of that on the retreat as well. Enough so, already. Enough already. I'm enough already. That's the name <laughs> of the retreat, by the way. That's right. We'll be talking about a lot of these things that have us stuck in this idea that we're not valuable as we are, right? So if you are operating under negative belief systems, which spoiler alert, we kind of all are, then it's likely that you aren't caretaking for yourself to the fullest extent. Other elements of spiritual self-care are journaling or constantly taking classes. For me, it is absolutely talking to my coach every every other week. That's an element of spiritual self-care. For some of you guys, it might be meditation. I know that's huge for me. I've been doing that every single morning. Some of you, it might be church. It might be a spiritual center. Anything that is related to soul, self, your internal 
conversation, your belief system, all of that stuff is spiritual self-care. Now, obviously, the retreat would be an amazing opportunity for you to nurture some spiritual self-care. It's really, truly where your personal development falls. So for a lot of you guys, you might be noticing like, oh, yeah, I could really step, step it up in the speaking kindly to myself. So that might be something that you take on that, okay, over the next week, I'm going to really focus hard on only saying kind things to myself. And I'll link to some self-talk pods that I've done if you want help specifically in that arena. So same thing for the spiritual self-care. What is one small step that you can take in this category? Do you need to start examining your core beliefs about who you are? Do you need to adopt more journaling into your life? Do you need to meditate each morning? Do you need to get back to some sort of spiritual practice? I like drawing cards, like goddess cards or things like that. But this, for me, there is always a constant way built into my calendar. So I'm always taking a course or I have a session booked with my coach. I try to infuse it into my calendar. That's also why I meditate every single morning. That way, there is sort of a sustainability to my spiritual self-care. Yes, absolutely. And staying kind of on track with that. All right, so recreational, environmental, spiritual. (laughs) So be thinking about what your baby step is in each one of them. So we've got R-E-S-P comes to physical, Uh, the physical self-care. This is all things related to your physical body, all right? Physical vessel. So this can be a ton of different things. This can be your sexual self. Are you taking care of your sexual self? We've even talked about that with like masturbation, like how we've talked about, I actually just feel like I'm really taking care of myself. Oh, I'm about to take care of myself right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Just wait till we stop recording. Jesus Christ. But that truly, I mean, that is absolutely a method of self-care or even speaking up to your partner about what you do and don't want. We can also start by committing to not faking any fucking orgasms. Hello. That's a a good one. That's a massive way you can take care of your self-care by being really honest about the state of your sexual relationship. just being real. Plus, that is people-pleasing, by the way. For sure. That is caring what other people think and putting your needs behind your partners. So I'm not going to get all into that, but please know that your sexual self is a piece of your body, right? Other things that might fall in the physical self-care stuff, like your doctor's visits, routine dental care, exercise, are you moving and taking care of your body through mobility? Are you sustaining your body on nutritious foods? Are there things that you're allergic to that you continue to eat? I know that if I have a decent amount of sugar, it's very hard for me to get mobile the next day and I'm a little unclear in my head. So I can kind of go, okay, I need to rope it back a little bit here with the- That's so true. What I'm consuming, right? Your sustenance. So I'm not talking about looking at all of this stuff through something goal-oriented, right? I'm not looking at an achievement of like physical, okay, I need to be in this optimal health. I need to bench press all this weight. I need to have perfectly flawless teeth. I'm not talking about your spirituality where you're going to arrive somewhere or having self-care where your environment all of a sudden is magical and everybody around you is perfect. What I'm talking about is 
taking these components, these four different categories, and looking at how can I better foster self-care in all of them. It's not a destination. It is a journey. It's about the caretaking right now. So it's a similar, like if you're caretaking for a child, essentially, when they grow up, it's not like each and every individual moment that you tucked them in or gave them food or, you know, that that's going to make this huge emblazed memory for them, right? Right. But it is the culmination of that self-care over time. Like that sustenance or that bedtime story or that hug mattered in the moment. Your kid might not remember that 20 years from now, but she needed it on that seventh birthday of hers when she needed that comfort. That's what I'm talking about with all of these things. It's not that, okay, cool. Now I finally arrived. I'm fully taken care of. No, it's that in each moment, something else is being called for. So right now, there might be a lot of messaging coming through to you about your environment. Like, I need to move. This is not conducive for my health. I'm not doing well in my work environment friendship environment. Usually for many people out there, there'll be one area that it's like, fuck, yeah, it's physical for me. It's really physical or it's recreational. I never give myself downtime or I don't have enough play or fun. One of the things um, that comes to mind with that is a Buddhist saying, and I'm going to totally chop it up, but something along the lines of nirvana is not a destination, but an adventure. So you're never really getting there. Right. You're always looking for the next adventure and the next travel and the next path. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think and we've kind of put put ourselves into those categories of, well, once I get this or once I get that. Right. And we get lost in those. We're so because we don't goal-oriented. Have, well, not only that, but we don't really achieve what we're trying to, the feeling that we're trying to get when we get there. That's right. It never really feels like, oh, okay. I'm done. That's right. (laughs) Because you're still alive. You're still moving. You're still progressing. That's why I did that episode a while ago on, I'm still dealing with this, like how we think that we should be done with this issue around my weight or around my mom issues. And it's like, no, you're going to be contending with that for the rest of your life. It's just that some days it's easier than others, but it will always call for self-care. That's why, you know, when I'm teaching self-talk, it's not that, you learn how to do it and then you flawlessly always speak kindly to yourself. Yeah. It's about that maintenance and getting back into it. So RESP is recreational self-care, downtime, vacations, fun, self-dates, friend dates, environmental self-care is the E, where you live, who you're surrounded by, work environments, friendships, spouse, children, all of that. S is spiritual Self-talk, beliefs, journaling, classes, meditation, maybe church. P is your physical self-care, all things body, sexual self, doctor's visits, dental visits, exercise, food you consume. Now, here's the other thing that I want to mention about all four of these. A lot of times you'll excel in one or two of them. Like I said, perfectionists or my recovering perfectionists out there tend to do a little bit better in the physical realm and might be really diligent in the environmental realm. I see a lot of overachievers who are like, I don't have time for takers in my life. Yet, 
they still struggle with the spirituality piece. They still are negative to themselves. They have disempowering mm-hmm. beliefs about not being enough. Or they don't give themselves any downtime. Like the recreational piece is really hard for them. So definitely give yourself props for where you might already be really excellent at self-care. So if you're amazing at boundaries or you don't tolerate anything negative in your home, maybe you're just vibing on that environmental self-care, but where you really need to push yourself is with physical. Yeah. So then you start making small little baby step goals around those. So here's what I want you to do. I want to challenge yourself, even if you excel in one of these, challenge yourself to pick one baby step in each one of these categories so that you are honoring what you want, who you are in this world, because you matter and you're precious. And on your deathbed, you are not going to go, I'm so glad I put everybody else first and my career first. And that was all totally worth it. And here I am coming up empty, right? Sure. You are going to say, I want to live a life on purpose. And my relationships were rich. And I showed up in a powerful way. That's what we want to say at the end of our lives, right? And if you're wanting to dig deeper in all of this stuff and you're going, yeah, I I am done putting myself on the back burner all the time. And I'm especially done thinking that I'm not fucking valuable, that I'm not enough. Everybody else is in front of me. Mm-hmm. Then seriously consider the retreat. We're going to hammer some awesome stuff out that <laughs> during that retreat. We're also going to be talking about letting go of the past. So if you've got a bunch of old shit where you blame mom and dad or you haven't really truly forgiven your ex and that's influenced you not getting back into the dating scene. A lot of our past will dictate our present. If there's elements of that that you need to get rid of, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash retreat. See if those spots are still available. And I think that's everything I wanted to say. Any other little elements you wanted to throw in? Mm, I don't think so. Thanks for asking, though. All right. Well, we (laughs) will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. 